1: luke sylvia and jonathan osborne covering all things magic basketball by fans for fans go magic what's going on orlando magic fans you guys are back with the six man show it is december 27th 2021 today i'm actually joined by my co-host kevin tucker kevin how was your christmas Hey, man,
2: Uh, Christmas was great. I've got two little ones, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And so the three-year-old, you know, three years old, you kind of get Christmas, you know. And so you understand it. And she woke up. We opened presents at 5.35 a.m. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, They were wide awake and ready to go. But, um, no, it was a lot of fun. I put together a swing set for her. Took about three days. It was brutal, but it was done in time. And, uh, no, it was a really good day. How about you, man?
1: It really took three days. I
2: mean, three days of, like, a few hours here, a few hours there. It wasn't, right. like, all day for three days. But, yes, no. over
1: the span of three days, it took oh, for me to do that. Gosh. Yeah. No, Christmas is good. So, like you, we have a, a three-year-old. So, this was, like, her first, like, official Christmas where yeah. she was super excited. And uh, when she woke up yesterday morning at 6.30, not 5.30, uh, she got up at 6.30 but could not believe that. She's like, oh, my gosh, Santa ate the cookies and, and drank the milk. Like, really couldn't believe it. But, yeah, it was... It was a great, great day with the family. I uh, really hope that all of you guys had a great Christmas as well. Hope you, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the holiday. Uh, before we go ahead and get into our um, our patrons and everything like that, uh, obviously Luke isn't uh, on the episode this week. He traveled to to Florida to spend Christmas, uh, you know, with his uh, you know wife and you know they all went down to spend time with his family. So uh, we miss Luke. Uh, Luke, get home safely. But um, okay, yeah. So patrons, our our Patreon members. If you guys aren't aware, um, we started a patron a few a few months ago, and uh, each week uh, we shout out our patrons. So shout out to Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Keith Garcia, Zico, Carson Tulo, Nathan Lynn, Ellis, Norm L, Magic Player History, and Julio. Really, really appreciate you guys. All right, Kevin, let's talk our weekly state of the Magic. A very weird week for the Orlando Magic. It's been a weird couple of weeks for the entire NBA, really. But the Magic went one and two on the week. They were supposed to play Monday against the Toronto Raptors, but that game was postponed. Uh, but uh, on Wednesday, had a 104 to 98 win in Atlanta over the Hawks. On Thursday, a 110 to 104 loss in Orlando to the Pelicans, and finished the week. Uh, really, they played this afternoon. We're recording this Sunday with a 93 to 83 loss in Atlanta to the Miami Heat. Right now, Kevin, they have the second-worst record in the Eastern Conference, the second-worst record in the NBA. They are 28th in offensive rating, 26th in defensive rating. They are 30th in net rating. We're going to go through the injury report, Kevin. This is like going to take up most of the state <laughs> of the magic, just given yeah. everything's going on. So if you guys have forgotten, Jalen Suggs has been out since November 29th. Uh, he has missed the last now 12 games with a fractured thumb. Uh, he's due to be actually reevaluated at some point this week. Markel Foltz, uh, he has now been taking part in the pregame warmups for the Orlando Magic, which would indicate that he's kind of inching closer to a return. Jonathan Isaac still out as he uh, rehabs from the ACL injury. Etwan Moore still out for the Magic. We have not seen him at all uh, this season. He's been out with a knee sprain uh, since really the end of uh, preseason. Michael Carter-Williams, who had ankle surgery in the offseason, all of those guys still out. Cole Anthony returned to the lineup on Thursday after missing the previous three games due to a right ankle sprain. He missed Sunday's game against the Heat for what they were calling right ankle sprain maintenance. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. returned to the lineup Thursday after missing two games with a right lower leg muscle strain. We thought that was really serious when it initially happened, but um, currently he's listed day-to-day, but he did play on Sunday against the heat and then RJ Hampton made his return to the lineup on Sunday after missing four games uh, in the health and safety protocol. Mobamba, Ignis Bresdakis, Moritz Wagner, Terrence Ross, Chuma Okiki, Michael Mulder, BJ Johnson are all in the health and safety protocol. Uh, Kevin, this might be a I mean we'll talk more about this um, as we get, you know, a little bit closer, you know, to the end of the episode here, but hopefully we should see some of these guys back like Mobamba, Ignis Bresdakis, Terrence Ross all of those guys you know I, I think have been in the health and safety protocol pretty close to like 10 days now so we should see some of those guys back pretty soon we at least we think so yeah and we just saw
2: one of them come back today with RJ you know or Sunday coming back against the heat you know he went out the same day as as those guys uh you talk about Terrence Ross and Bomba and all those guys they all went out on the same day and so uh RJ's the first comeback hopefully you know more come come back and um I just it's it's such a bummer now we got the covid replacements are getting covid you know you mentioned BJ Johnson you know he came in you know as one of those 10 day guys uh you know one of our G League guys to replace some of our covid guys and then he gets covid and so it's just it's running riot right now through the league and I you're right this has been a strange week the league is now over 100 players that are in protocols it's just a mess um definitely not the way the league wanted this season to go but um hopefully you know we're closer, you know, to uh, the end of it when it comes to the main NBA players
1: uh, than we were, you know, last week or so. I'm really, I'm hoping that you know, uh, like it's been like the last two weeks, things have really gotten crazy in the NBA. I'm hoping another two weeks or so, and you know, we'll mostly be through this, and, and yeah. hopefully, that's that's the end of it, you know, for the you know the foreseeable future in this season here.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate
1: All right, Kevin, let's talk game one Wednesday at the Hawks. So uh, this was the first game of the week. It was supposed to be Monday's game in Toronto, but that game was postponed. It was part of a number of games uh, that were postponed earlier in the week. Um, Really what this came down to, I believe I read, uh, you know, Kobe Price of the Orlando Sentinel was saying that uh, the Magic basically that day were waiting on a number of COVID test results uh, to come back. So, both teams really you know, were affected by COVID, but uh, it really came down to just whether or not the Magic were going to have enough uh, available players, so they decided to postpone the game. But um, Wednesday at the Hawks was really a bit of a weird game with all the replacement players uh, for both teams, but I actually thought the Magic played with really good energy and effort in this game. For the Hawks, Kevin, it came down to really Cam Reddish and, and John Collins uh, were really the only players keeping Atlanta in the game. Those two combined for 62 points, While the Magic, on the other hand, had a pretty good balanced scoring attack, Franz Wagner scored 25, Gary Harris had 17, BJ Johnson, who we talked about, you know, started off pretty well, uh, 14 points off the bench for the Magic, Chuma Okiki, 12 points and 6 steals in this one, and then Robin Lopez adding 10 points with a career-high 11 assists, Hassani Gravit, not Gravette, we now know that it's pronounced Gravit. he made his NBA debut in his hometown of Atlanta and added eight points for the Magic. Uh, Kevin, what did you make uh, of this first game? You know, really um, almost a full squad of replacement players at this point. What What were your thoughts on, on this game and, and some of the guys that we saw?
2: Yeah, it was definitely, definitely a weird one. Like you said, for both sides, because, you know, the Hawks were without Trey Young and uh, Clint Capella and Gallinari. I mean, you know, a bunch of guys for them that uh, that normally take up a lot of their you know their starting time and their playing time, and so uh, going into it is definitely going to be an interesting one for sure, and especially because the Magic had had three days off; they'd been Atlanta for three days. You know they said they flew straight to Atlanta after the game on Saturday because the Toronto game got canceled. Uh, but yeah, such a weird one. Some you mentioned some of them, just some weird stat lines that that you know jumped out. You know Kiki with six steals. I mean that was crazy. But the one for me that was very fun was Robin Lopez. You know, like you said, ten points and eleven assists. His previous. Uh, career high was six assists and so almost doubling that they ran the offense through him you know a ton you know he was uh taking one of my favorite moments was him taking the guy off the dribble I don't know if you remember that him going to his right and like scooping it up with the right hand off the glass and the bench going crazy that was a lot of fun but um yeah uh Hassani Gravett you know as we've been calling him Hassani Gravett which if you ask me I think Gravett sounds cooler but you know I guess he didn't get to choose that uh Hassani Gravit, you know, had a had a good game as first start, his first NBA start, Uh that was a lot of fun, but um we also got to see some of the, you know, the other Magic G League guys, which was kind of bring me to my me to my point is that um this game kind of made me realize that I feel like maybe some of our G Leaguers are better than other teams G Leaguers, you know, or at the very least uh they've got some more continuity than maybe some of the other guys, you know, uh, there were some times we played all four of our Lakeland guys at the same time on the floor together and you could tell they had a little bit of chemistry with each other and so that was kind of fun but it's it's hard with these games and you know really the other two games we'll talk about today it's hard because you know you can only take away but so much you know this is not the long term you know plan for this team these are not the, the guys are going to be here for a while and so in a season that's all about rebuilding and development you you can't take away but so much from these games other than you know these are guys that are literally playing for their nba lives and so that's pretty interesting um, and we'll talk more about that, you know, here coming up in a little bit because we got guys that are wrapping up their 10-day contracts. But uh, just definitely a weird one. Obviously, it's always fun to get a win, though. Um, but uh, definitely a strange one.
1: Yeah, the whole week, kind of, um, you know, really the end of last week. You and I were at the the game uh, last Friday against the Heat. Really, when all of this, you know, kind of started, we didn't even yeah. know whether or not there was going to be a game. But it, it, it's a weird, you know, feeling because. Like you obviously, you know, we go into this and and you want the magic to, you know, play well. But, you know, in terms of, you know, just the reality of the season is, you know, the magic are going to be in contention for, uh, you know, a a top three, top four pick at the end of the year. I think even when Markel comes back and and J.I. comes back and we get Jalen Suggs back, there's still, you know, a a pretty likely possibility that that's going to be the case. Um, and we've talked, you know, all season long about, um, you know, don't get excited about these wins now and then start to pout when the magic are, you know, winning games at the end of the year and potentially messing up like their draft position. For me though, it's like these games, like, am I really concerned with, you know, developing Hassani Gravit And, you know, at this point, Tim Frazier and, and Freddie Gillespie, not really. And I mean, if, if Franz ends up in the health and safety protocol, which like knock on wood, it, it's really been a miracle to this point that he hasn't, but I'm just like, we won't even be watching the Orlando Magic at that point. You know what I mean? Like so many guys that, um, you know, you're not really that concerned with, um, you know, developing. So for me at this point, it's kind of, it's hard for me to get excited about this win in particular against the Hawks, because it's like, what did we learn? Or, right. or who really got better during this game? I, I don't really, I didn't feel like anyone. Like even Franz finishes with twenty five points, but on twenty four shots. So yeah, we've started to see the efficiency with Franz drop a little bit. He might be hitting like I don't, I can't, I don't think we can say he's hitting like the rookie wall. But teams are definitely paying more attention to him. We'll talk about right. the Heat game in a moment, but they started the game. Franz being guarded by Jimmy Butler, who you know is one of the you know most regarded one on one defenders in the league. So. Um, teams are definitely starting to pay a little bit more attention to Franz but it was good to get the win but it wasn't really um, a fun game uh, I I would say that I mean you have Cam Reddish 34 points John Collins 28 points those guys just could not get much uh, help help elsewhere uh, offensively from the Hawks
2: yeah and and like you said you know it'd be one thing if the current Magic squad got a win against a full strength Hawks team you know if we had pulled out a victory against Trey Young and all those right. guys that would have been a lot of fun that would have been meaningful um not that this win wasn't meaningful but it's just different it's just totally different i think every game right now uh is different you know miami we'll talk about in a second that might be an exception they're almost at full strength again but uh just definitely definitely a strange one there on wednesday night
1: yeah and it's i i really wish we could just hit the fast forward button on yeah. like all of the health and safety protocol because it's, it's really taking a toll on the product across the league like the Christmas games, you know, I had Man. a lot of, you know, I, I just wasn't excited for those games. You don't have, you know, Kevin Durant, you know, playing the Lakers, you know, against LeBron James. You don't have, you know, Trey Young. Like that game was going to be so exciting. The the Hawks making their return to Madison Square Garden because all the drama from last year in the playoffs, and we don't even get Trey Young, uh, you know, yeah. on, uh, on on Christmas. So um, just ready for really all this stuff to to be over with. It's it's for what has been a rough season for the Magic. It is making it. Even more difficult to enjoy these games. Yep, absolutely so. agree. All right, Kevin. Let's uh, let's fast forward game two Thursday versus the Pelicans. So second night of a back to back after the win um, in Atlanta over the Hawks. You're back home to take on the Pelicans. Um, Cole Anthony and Wendell Carter uh, made their returns after missing a few games. Uh, they, they came back for this one. Uh, the Pelicans were without Jonas Valanciunas, Naji Marshall, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Zion Williamson still yet to make his debut for the the season for the the Pelicans. Um, In this one, the Magic find themselves down 15 after a poor shooting first quarter. uh, Bounce back with a very good defensive second quarter, able to cut the lead to 12 at half for the Pelicans. And then Brandon Ingram starting the third quarter. I really thought the game was over at this point, Kevin. Yeah, he hits yeah. his first four shots in a row to start the second half, and the Magic deficit extends to 20 early in the third quarter. Magic closed the third quarter on a 33-18 to run, enter the final quarter down five. The Magic, Kevin, get this one pretty close in the final minutes, but big shots from guys like Devontae Graham, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, uh, we saw a nice little run out of Cole Anthony there at the end, but it really proved to be too much for the Magic, and the Magic lose 110-104. to 104. Cole Anthony finished the game 22.7 of 16, 11 assists. Wendell Carter in his return, 17 points, 12 rebounds, and we got another 20-piece from Franz Wagner. So those guys look great. Um, but really, you know, I talked about Brandon Ingram, 31 points. Devontae Graham, 20 points. Josh Hart, 22 points. I mean really like those guys were were the difference in this game for the Pelicans especially down the stretch and what seemed like it was going to be a blowout in the third quarter and then at the in the late in the fourth quarter Cole Anthony starts to make a few buckets and you're like maybe Cole Anthony is going to be able to work some magic no pun intended in this one and steal a victory for the Magic but uh yeah just a uh, Down 20 in the second half um, against what a lot of people thought was going to be a playoff team coming into this year. Now, you know, they don't have Valanchunas, don't have Nikhil Alexander-Walker, don't have Zion Williamson, but guys like Devontae Graham, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, still very, very good players, Kevin, and just a little bit too much for the Magic to try to mount the comeback in the second half against the Pelicans.
2: Yeah, unfortunately... That's kind of been a trend over the course of the season. Even a, a lot of the Magic victories have been that way. They find themselves down early and are having to claw back. And it's it's made for a lot of fun, you know, when they when they find themselves back in games after a big comeback. But uh, that's not a, a recipe for continued and uh, repeated success. You know, you never want to get into a hole like they did, um, you know, against New Orleans. Another guy, I don't know if you mentioned, maybe I, I didn't hear, but Gary Harris was amazing as well. You know, had had another great game. He's continued the stretch of great shooting and, and just great all-around play. I think he was, yeah, 64% from the field, uh, 22 points. He was great. Um, uh, Chuma Okiki, this was kind of where he hit his wall after his uh, pretty good shooting of the previous few games. He missed all of his threes, went 0 for 5. And so um, he, he continues to be really streaky over the course of the season. And so uh, that's just definitely been an interesting one. But obviously, like you said, love getting Wendell back. Um, that was great. Uh, you know, if you want to talk a little bit about some of those G League guys, it was a mixed bag, for sure. A lot of offers. A Aleem Ford, 0-for-2. B.J. Johnson, 0-for-5. Tim Frazier, 0-for-5. Uh, Gillespie didn't even take a shot. But Admiral Schofield was a bit of a, a bright spot. You know, he didn't miss a shot from the field. Had 14 points. Got to the free throw line. Uh, he was he was doing pretty well, and he, he did play well uh, a couple times over Eight the course of this week. Eight points in 14 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. Or, oh, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, plus, yeah. 14 plus minus, 14, rather. sorry, yeah, sorry. I misread. Eight points, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, anyway. Uh, But either way, you know, didn't miss a shot from the field. As far as the other G League guys, though, they really stunk it up and uh, and really were the contributing factor to that big deficit early on. And unfortunately, Cole couldn't fully bring us back, but he at least made it interesting there in the fourth.
1: Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, the Pelicans have a lot of guys missing, um, but so far, um, at least up to this point, they had mostly avoided uh the COVID bug, at least at this point in time. Like you still got have guys coming off the bench like Tomas Sadaransky, Trey Murphy, uh Jackson Hayes, Gary Temple, Gary Clark. These are all guys with MB, like a lot of NBA experience. So yeah. um like you mentioned, just not getting almost anything from the second unit, the G Leaguers, they look like G Leaguers in this game. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think as much as we joke about um like the continuity that they have I mean, they're the reigning, um, you know, G League champions in That's the right. Lakeland Magic. Uh, they still play in the G League for a reason. You know yep. what I mean? So, um, you know, as much as they kind of helped you get that win against the Hawks, uh, they like equally contributed to the loss, um, you know, uh, against the Pelicans. So,
2: uh, I'll just one more thing on this. Sorry, Jonathan. I thought it was interesting that Robin Lopez had a great game in Brooklyn. Had like twenty and ten rebounds. Had a great game against Atlanta. You know, we had those eleven assists, and then he played. Six minutes, you know, this night against New Orleans. You know, I know it was a back back to back, and Wendell was back, but you know, I mean, he was kind of feeling it, you know, and and you know, yeah. obviously, it's not pretty to run the offense through him, but it has at times been effective, given the people that
1: we have on the floor.
2: And so, for him to play six minutes, I thought that was a little strange. Um, I think that's why more, we lost.
1: But I think that had more to do um, with just kind of some of the lineups like the that the Pelicans run. Like they run like a lot yeah. of. Um, like like four like guards or, or four wings. That's fair yeah yeah had to do uh, with anything I mean Wendell you know he plays 29 minutes um, Willie Hernan Gomez basically like the only uh, like true big man out there for the pelicans for most of the night uh, 32 minutes so pretty close to that but I, I think there probably is something to to the the theory that it was a, a back-to-back Robin Lopez is you know kind of getting up there not the most nimble guy but sure. um, Robin Lopez Obviously, you know struggled to start the season, but has played much, uh, much better as of late. And you mentioned Gary Harris again, twenty-two points in this one. Um, Followed that up, great performance tonight, twenty points, seven of eleven. We'll talk about the Heat game in a moment, but I want to take a moment. Luke and I talked about this um, last week, obviously, but I'm a a big um, proponent of that. Your apology needs to be just as loud as your disrespect, and we've been incredibly disrespectful to Gary Harris this season. So I want to. Especially Luke. Yes, very much so. Uh, But I just want to take another moment and just shout out Gary Harris because the last like three weeks, the dude has been been night and day. He's been playing so much better. People are saying now he's actually healthy, might not have been totally healthy to start the season and kind of when he came back, been getting more into a rhythm. Gary Harris might actually be a piece that we can trade if he keeps up this level of play, you know, into January and February. Now, will he? I don't know. Um... I think Gary Harris is is probably closer to what we saw um, to start the season than what we're seeing now, like the last three weeks. He's just really been shooting the crap out of the basketball. Um, but Gary Harris, all due respect, has been playing uh, you know much better as of late. So good on you, Gary Harris. Uh, Absolutely, for sure, definitely. All right, Kevin, uh, let's take a quick break here from our friends at Manscaped, and then we will break down the game uh, that we just witnessed the Magic play against the Miami Heat. Hey fellas, this episode of The Six Man Show is brought to you by our favorite producers of Ball Trimmers, Manscaped. The global leaders in below the waist grooming are leaving 2021 with new product. Clean yourself into the new year with their ultra premium body wash. Also, special offer alert. Use the code SIXTH, that's S I X T H for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. 4 million men already trust Manscaped. Time to join them. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth
2: generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's even waterproof. Let's talk about being clean, feeling, and smelling good. The new Ultra Premium Body Wash from Manscaped solves all three for the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine, but in the shower. I shower every day and hope you do too. This body wash is infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. With Manscaped, you'll be a brand new man and ready to kick all the gross hair and smells out with 2021.
1: Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 6th at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code 6th, S-I-X-T-H. Happy New Year to your balls. All right, Kevin, Sunday at the Heat. So Cole Anthony back out of the lineup due to what they were calling right ankle sprain maintenance. RJ Hampton made his return to the lineup after missing four games in the health and safety protocols. Uh, Jimmy Butler returned to the lineup for the Heat after missing the previous eight games with a tailbone injury. Uh, They're also without PJ Tucker, Kyle Lowry, uh, Dwayne Dedman. Markeith Morris has been out for a bit. They're still missing Bam Adebayo and Victor Oladipo. so um, Very deep team in the Miami Heat, but they were still missing a a good chunk of their roster. So Orlando actually got off to a good start in the first. They held a 9-point lead in the first quarter before the Heat closed out the quarter on a 10-3 run. Magic were up 2 after 1 and then 11 first-half turnovers. Magic were down at three, uh, down by three at the half, Kevin. And it was especially concerning because in that first half, uh, a lot of good shooters, we just witnessed this on Friday uh, when the the Heat were in Orlando, got guys like Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. They've got some good shooters on this roster. They went two of 16 from three uh, in the first half. So everyone's thinking like, oh, if the Heat are able to turn it on even a little bit, um, you know, in the second half, this game could get ugly. And that's exactly what we saw early in the third. Um, they, so they made, I think it was two threes the whole first half. And then within the first like five-plus minutes in the third quarter, they hit five threes. Yeah. Got out to a 15-point lead. Magic really did their best to come back um, you know, there in the, the, the second half. But this team just missing so many guys. You're missing Cole Anthony, your best offensive player, Rough shooting night you know, from Franz Wagner. Um, Wendell probably didn't get as many like, looks as you would like to see him get in this game. But Magic, really a pretty solid defensive effort tonight. 93 points. But it comes down to a couple of things. Just poor shooting, obviously, Kevin. But 18 turnovers for the Magic. And 20 offensive rebounds for the Miami Heat, which led to 20 second chance points. Like That's the difference in the game here. 10 second chance points for the Magic. 20 for the Heat. They lost by 10. There's your deficit. Like the offensive rebounding in this game uh for the Heat is is for me what did the Magic in. Yeah, that was brutal and and like you said, holding
2: them to two, you know, made threes in the first half sounds great, but we were still down 3. And so yeah. you knew that, you know, even though they only went 2 for 16 from the first half to still have a lead, they were you know, that was just a recipe for disaster, you know. It was what I joked, it was a it was a Christmas miracle that we were only down three at the half because offensively we just could not get it going. After that first quarter, I mean, it was just it was just a, a real battle, a real struggle to to score points. And and that's to be expected, like we've talked about with, with some of the guys that were rolling out there. But um yeah, it was it was definitely a weird one because like you said, that second half they just they just turned it on from three and but yeah, the turnovers were bad. But yeah, you mentioned the offensive rebounds, man. That was brutal. That was absolutely brutal. And you would think having Wendell Having Robin Lopez would have been able to, um, you know, prevent some of that, not all of it, you know, the Heat are a good team, well-coached, Bolstra's great, Um, but, yeah, way, way, way too many. I remember the one possession towards the end of the fourth quarter when we gave up three offensive rebounds in one possession, and that was the moment you knew, like, this game's over, you know, any chance we had of a miraculous comeback was done, but, yeah, it was just kind of a bummer, you know, Uh, the Heat, obviously, more at full strength than they were the week earlier when we played them, having Jimmy Butler back, but, you know, losing Kyle Lowry, but definitely thought this was a game potentially you could win. You know, especially after you get off to a good start, but it was all downhill after you know the first ten minutes of the first quarter or so. But uh, yeah, definitely a tough one for the guys.
1: Yeah, seeing Jimmy Butler like reinserted into the lineup, I was like, okay, we're we're yeah. probably going to lose this game. But I mean, they also get a huge lift off the bench. So you get seventeen points from Caleb Martin, seven of eleven from the floor. And then eight points from the old man, Udonis Haslam, yeah. still able to get out there and hit a baseline mid-range jumper. Um, so I've always been a fan of Udonis Haslam, um, but Tyler Hero. I just want to talk about this for just a moment. Um, in <laughs> yeah. this game, one of five, he only you know played nineteen uh, minutes, scores two points in the first half. Him and RJ get into a little bit of a kerfluffle. You know they're they're both jawing back and forth to each other. Good to see RJ kind of sticking up for himself there. And then in the second like, pretty, like, just, I could not believe, but uh, he, I, he passed to someone in the corner. I forget who it was. Um, but basically throws Tim Frazier to the ground, is called for the foul, and then he must have forgotten, Kevin, that he had the first technical already because just, right. like, completely, like, the the arm pump at the ref, like, just yelling at the ref about the bad call gets teed up and gets thrown out of this game. Like, he he must have forgotten that he had the first technical. That's the only explanation because they were up in the game. It really wasn't that egregious. It wasn't that big of a deal. It's not like it was the last couple of minutes of the game, or you're right. frustrated because you're getting blown out. Like you're very much still within the flow of the game. I have no idea what the kid is thinking there. Yeah, I'm. I am a uh, outspoken uh, hater of Tyler
2: Hero. And uh, I was super happy about that. I don't know if he just, you know, lost track of the moment or he can't count to two. I don't know what the deal was. But, uh, yeah, definitely deserving. I mean, that's, that's one of those, like, no-brainer techs. Like, you know, you're going to yeah. get that call 100% of the time. And so it's not like a gray area. It's not like it was a bad call on the tech or anything. He totally 100% deserved it. So if there's any silver lining tonight, it is that. And, you know, the Tyler Hero lost his cool. And, and, plus, he didn't play, you know, that great to begin with. And so, um, obviously... Would prefer a win, but you know it definitely made for a good chuckle in that moment.
1: Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, Kevin, this one again ends in a loss, ninety-three to eighty-three against the Miami Heat. Um, yeah, that's that's the week supposed to have four games. We ended up with three because of the postponement, you know, of the the Toronto game. But Kevin wanted to take a moment uh, and just talk about you know some of the the G League guys. That's really the the story this week, obviously. Um, it was some of, well, most of our, our regulars got guys being out, but you got guys like Hassani Gravit. I want to make sure I say that correctly. (laughs) Uh, Tim Frazier, BJ Johnson, Admiral Schofield, Freddie Gillespie, Aleem Ford. Uh, we can talk about Michael Mulder and Ignis Brasdakis, I guess a little bit because I feel like they fit into the conversation. We talk about the G leaguers. Those are our two way guys right now. Um, who are some of the guys, uh, you know, that we've seen the last, you know, week here that have either stood out to you or or done some things that y- you know you you've liked? And uh, some of these um, ten days when we talk about, I think it's B.J. Admiral, um, Hassani, and Aleem. Those guys are, are pretty much coming to the end of their ten days here, I believe, in the next couple yeah. of days. Um, what do you like out of these guys that you've seen, and, and some of these guys that you know you, we might have to. Um, you know, re-sign quite a few of these guys if we don't get some guys back here. Yeah, I think we're going to have to. Right now we've got
2: six, you know, that we signed over those couple of days last week. And so four of them should their first 10 days, like you said, expire, you know, probably tomorrow or today when you guys are listening to this would be the, the 27th, I guess. But either way, you know, uh, I you know, the four guys that we signed the first time and the two guys that we signed the second time, I think... It's a mixed bag. I think I'll start negative. Um, I think Aleem Ford has been just kind of kinda of lost, at least from what I've seen. You know, maybe you've seen something different, but he's definitely offensively at least uh really kind of painful numbers. Um, not shot the ball well. Um I,
1: I, Which, I'd be hard go ahead. I don't mean to jump in here, but like yeah. his his first couple of games I thought like, oh, we might have found something with this right. kid. Like I you know, I liked some some aspects of his game, but um you're right, like the last couple of games he just seems like he's been totally like lost offensively. Yeah, yeah. he shot thirteen percent from
2: three over his five games. Thirty percent from the field, um, in fourteen minutes. So it's not like he's getting two minutes. Fourteen minutes per game is a substantial number to shoot thirty percent from the field and thirteen percent from three. So if I had to pick a negative, it'd probably be him. Positive for me um, has been Freddie Gillespie. I know he yes. wasn't. He's not one of the Lakeland guys, but Gilly. yeah, that's right. You know, uh, he signed a couple days after them, but he's been great. He has. Been, he looks like he could be. You know, on an NBA roster, you know, kind of down on the roster, but definitely a roster. I, I think it was Dante maybe tonight mentioned. Kind of looks like, uh, you know, he could kind of play a Kim Birch type role. You know, coming off the bench as a third string type guy. Obviously, when healthy, we already have a third string, and his name is Robin Lopez. But you know, he can play a little bit of both big spots, and uh, he's got a lot of energy, a lot of hustle, good rebounding. He's got a nice little fadeaway. You know, fadeaway jumper there. He's pulled that out a couple of times in the paint. Uh, has been good to watch. So for me. Uh, he's been a bright spot. Also, I, I would add Hassani Gravit, you know, especially the last couple of games, he's really kind of uh, found his way. Obviously loved that game in Atlanta. Um, uh, but yeah, those are some of the bright spots. As far as who I think might be retained, hopefully we don't need all six guys by the end of this week. You know, I hope we don't have to re-sign all six to their second 10-day. Um, I imagine it'll probably be four, and it, it it could probably be the three Lakeland guys minus Ford plus Gillespie. I don't know if if I could pick and choose, but Depends on who comes back, obviously, but that's kind of my reflections on the G-Leaguer so far.
1: Yeah, I think I, I pretty much feel the same way that you do. Um, you know, if we have to, so like Terrence, um, Ignis Brezdakis, um, and uh, who's the, oh, Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba, we should be getting those guys back pretty soon. Um, Mo Bamba, I know Terrence, you know, had, you know, s- some symptoms there. I don't really know about Iggy. Um, Mo, you know, he's been on the Peloton, so I was concerned about Mo just because, you know, the first bout that he had with COVID, uh, he obviously really, really struggled with getting his conditioning back. So the fact that, you know, the last couple of days he's been on the Peloton already, I think that's promising for, for Mo's return. But yeah, for me, the main negative has been Tim Frazier, Tim Mm, Frazier, 31 years old. All right. So it's not like this is a guy that we're going to be developing, um, in 16.5 minutes per game in the two games that he's played, now three for the Magic. This is a basketball reference, so it's not updated with the stats from uh, today's game. But 0.5 points per game. I think he hit a three today. He but did, this man. dude has thrown two of the worst passes I've ever seen in an NBA game. Today, he meant he was like on the right wing and meant to throw it to the left corner. Ended up throwing it like four rows deep. I've never seen that before so, yeah, I don't think he's coming back. But, yeah, if we're still missing a few of these guys uh, kind of when these 10 days are up, I'm fine with uh, you know, Admiral, BJ, Hassani, and Freddie Gillespie. Freddie has been the guy that I've really liked. Um, I have seen a little bit of the, of the Kimberts, but you've seen a little bit of the touch around the rim also with, um, like, the, the fadeaway and everything like that. Um, yeah. A question that I wanted to ask you is what so far do you make of, like, Michael Mulder and Ignis Brizdakis? And I don't even know if this is possible, but are there any of the guys that we've seen that you would kind of swap out Mulder and Brazdakis for those two two-way spots? Uh, Braz Brazdakis, yes, um, definitely. You know,
2: haven't been super impressed with him when he has seen the floor for you know the Orlando Magic at least. You haven't um, been
1: super impressed. Have you been impressed at all? Uh, no. I'm trying to be
2: <laughs> trying to be gentle here, Jonathan. Um, no, yeah, I I would definitely be in favor. I, like you said, I'm not I'm not exactly sure that's even uh something they can do right now, at least at this point of the season, change their two way player. But, you know, in a in a you know, a, a hypothetical world, I guess. Yeah, I, I he definitely wouldn't be one of them. Michael Mulder, I don't really have a problem with. You know, he's he, he's been shoot you know, he's a shooter, right? I don't have his stats in front of me, but I think off the top of my head he's 37%. I feel like he's shot thirty seven. Yeah, pretty much league average, you know, above league average. So
1: kind of doing his thing there. Um if I had to pick one, um not, oh, uh, Michael Mulder. No, I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking at the the wrong thing. Michael Mulder, twenty eight percent from three.
2: Whoa, okay, that's not as good on as that. Three point one attempts per game. Mind. My apologies.
1: Okay. I, I led you astray.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I, I miss I misremembered anyway. So that's that's not great. You want him to do better than that. I feel like he's had a couple games where he's been right around fifty percent, but I guess he's had some games where he's been over. But either way, um, I haven't really had an issue with him. I do, you know, because he is a guard, I am bit of a Hassani Gravit fan. I have been, you know, since last year, John uh, Jonathan knows that G
1: league. That, that's, your that's boy.
2: Right. That's right. You know, of, of the Lakeland magic guys, he is. So I would, I would, you know, if we're taking a guard, I would have preferred him over Michael Mulder anyway, but, um, especially with, you know, our current guard situation with Markel being out and then Cole being, you know, back and forth between in and out. Um, I think having Hassani on the team, you know, more of a full-time basis, I'd prefer him over Michael Mulder just cause I think he runs the offense a little bit better uh, especially the last few games he's gotten b- more confident. But anyway, that's kind of my thoughts. Dacus, not really doing it for me. Um, uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Gravit get a little bit more burn.
1: Yeah, I think something that um I, I just started to think really today watching these games, um, you know, and thinking about like a guy like a Michael Mulder or, you know, an Ignis Brazdecus. You know, you look at the the heat and you know, they've kind of found like these gems in uh Max Struess um you know Gabe Vincent even uh you know um like Duncan Robinson who you know before you know uh you know making the, the heat roster a few years ago was a guy that really flew under the weather and if you think about you know guys in the league that are like elite shooters and are able to sustain that for a long time the thing that a lot of them all have in common is that they are also elite off of the ball movers like they're never standing still they are always finding a way to get open And, you know, we see these guys, it's like, oh, you know, he's a, he's a great shooter, but why does he not turn into like one of these like elite, like volume shooters? And I think that is the factor. If you're not also able to get yourself open and like, cause you're constantly being like hyper-focused as a shooter. You talk about guys like Duncan Robinson or, you know, Kyle Korver, um, Uh, Steph Curry without the ball or you know Klay Thompson without the ball. I might have already you know mentioned like JJ Redick but these are all guys who are like elite at moving without the basketball and a lot of these guys that we you know get from the G League whether it's like a Devin Kennedy or a a Michael Mulder. Why is it that these guys don't evolve into like a Duncan Robinson? It's because of the fact that those guys are elite off-ball movers and if you can't add that other skill if you can't be elite at those two things I just don't think you're going to stick so like Michael Mulder is great in theory and we always talk about why don't the Magic you know sign the or like Joe Harris is a a great example that was waived by the Orlando Magic we always talk about like why don't the Magic you know get these guys or or sign these guys or whatever and you have to have those two elite skills to be able to like get to that next level as a shooter but um, to kind of wrap all this back together uh, yeah Ignis Brezdecus Michael Mulder I, I don't think those are guys that are necessarily giving you a ton right now, especially not Brez and I think Hassani especially right now um, while a lot of these guys are out like Hassani adds like the playmaking element to that that like Ignis Brezdecus I don't even know if that guy knows how to pass um, you know aside from you know being a great playmaker if he does pass. But Hassani, I really, really liked what we've seen out of him and and, and Freddie especially. We've kind of talked about that. So, Kevin, hopefully we don't have to talk about these guys too much longer. Like As great as it's been for them to have kind of their moments, we want to get some of these guys back healthy. It seems like Markel is pretty close. Um, I know they're going to reevaluate Jalen sometime this week for the thumb. It's been about almost four weeks now. And then Jonathan Isaac... Hopefully, is going to be back sometime in January. Michael Carter Williams threw that out there a few weeks ago. Um, still haven't heard anything about him practicing with the team, and he's not traveling with the team yet for their away games. But hopefully, Kevin, you know, we're we're going to get some of these guys back, and these G leaguers will you know kind of be a, a thought of the past. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, for
2: these guys that are up, this is their. For some of them this is their moment like this is their time this is their chance some of them may never play nba basketball again and so you know to that end obviously you know and in a lot of ways congratulate them you know they they've done something that 99.999 of human beings will never do and so on one end obviously you congratulate them you're happy for them it's it's cool but you know when it comes to you know what the quality of the nba and the quality of magic basketball uh, we definitely hope that it, it gets a little uptick, you know, especially with like you said, guys coming back. And I just, I hope. Um, you, I'll just speak really quickly on Jalen, just because I haven't been on here in a month, you know. So I want to talk about him really fast, you
1: know. You're welcome anytime. let well, okay, yeah. Like, let's not act like that's not the case. <laughs> yeah,
2: you're right. You're right. I don't want people you like do you guys are keeping
1: me. Kevin in the shadows.
2: Nah, nah, nah. At, they do invite me. They do invite me. Uh, but I was gonna say, Jalen, you know, I, you know, we've seen other guys in the past have extended time away from you know the court but it's turned into a positive for them they've been able to take time to you know more assess the game watch the game from a distance because Jalen, he was thrown right in right away you know straight into uh this he started opening night yeah straight into the starting lineup right away and so for him to have a chance to kind of step back i hope it's been good for him and obviously above all else hope he comes back healthy
1: yeah definitely i think there's a chance that he comes back and and we see like a, a different Jalen. like you can tell watching him on the bench. He's itching to get back out there, but you know, yeah. now he's had, you know, it's been, um, almost a month. Um, by the time that we see him back, I'm sure it will be, uh, at least a month that he's out. Um, who knows? They might evaluate him and say, Oh, we're, he's not ready. We're going to evaluate him in another two weeks or, or something like that. He's still kind of got that like little soft cast on his thumb. Um, at least the, yeah. the last time I checked, didn't get a good look at it today, but I know at least and, Thursday he still was.
2: And Jonathan, can we really quick talk about Cole? like, It's just kind of strange to me. I kind of want to hear your thoughts. You know, he plays, uh, didn't play Wednesday against Atlanta, plays Thursday against the Pelicans. We think, oh, he's back. And then tonight doesn't play. In Miami, you know, like you said, they called it, um, you know, uh, sprain management or maintenance or whatever the word they used was. You know, uh, what do you think of that? Do you think maybe he kind of tweaked it? Maybe he's a little sore? And especially considering the fact that they played Thursday, so he's had two days to rest it and still didn't play tonight. Do you have any thoughts, any concerns about that?
1: Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I'm not concerned um, just because, like, he's literally standing the entire game. Yeah. And that's the yeah. weird thing. Like, all right, he's been out. He's been out. He's missed two two different stretches now. I think it was, like, six or seven games the first time and then uh, I think three games, uh, you know, the second time um, right. you know, with the with the right ankle sprain. So, to me, it's just weird, like, if he's not healthy enough to where he can't play two games over the course of four days, then he never should have came back in. You know the first part, like just should. And he played well. He looked fine. Yeah. So to me, it's just like, all right, are we like tanking here, or is he not healthy? Because if he's not healthy, then he should be sitting until he's healthy. Like th- these are not you know games that we you know desperately need to win right now. Sure, you want guys to develop, but. Um, if you're risking his ankle health to try to get a win on a Thursday night right before Christmas against the New Orleans Pelicans, we're kind of missing the the big picture. So I had tweeted that out when the announcement came out that he was going to miss the game and some people were like, oh well, you know, th- we don't you know we say that we don't want guys to play until they're healthy with you know Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac. I'm like, this is not the same case whatsoever. He has missed, you know two weeks, came back, played a handful of games, Missed three games, played one game, and now he's out again. It's not like it's a back to back, so I don't know. I did, I did find that kind of weird. Yeah, that was interesting, and I'm very inter-
2: interested now because they'll get another day off, but we're going home. Does he play against the Bucks? I just that that's that's something to watch for me. I'm not concerned. It's just it doesn't add up if you ask me.
1: Well, I just hope it doesn't turn into like this ongoing thing where he plays Tuesday, right. he doesn't play Thursday. Like right, that would be like kind of silly and. You know, I know that the organization's, you know, number one priority isn't keeping fans happy. But at some point, you've got to be like, these these poor idiots have had enough. Like they have suffered yeah. enough. Let's yeah. give these fans something to get excited about and cheer about. And to be honest, like for me right now, it's hard for me to get excited these games with Cole Anthony not playing because without Cole, it doesn't really feel like we have a shot.
2: Yeah. It really yeah. feels yeah. And like and that. also, And also it doesn't feel like we're building towards something. Like you said, right. we've got so many guys out. We're playing guys that, that we aren't going to play for the foreseeable future. And so at least having guys like Cole and Franz in the lineup gives us a reason to get excited about losses because we know, okay, this is part of, of, for lack of a better term, the process towards you know building a, a winning culture and, and winning mentality and all that good stuff. So I agree. Uh, a bit frustrating. I, I think above all else, I just hope it's not – it's not a recurring issue like yeah. this isn't a recurring injury it's not a recurring problem uh they're just taking their time and bringing him back right and and hopefully it you know it, it eventually comes to an end
1: if it's a recurring issue somebody needs to do a better job of telling him to sit during the games because people true. were commenting on that last week like Cole's out but he's he's standing up 90% of the game like yeah. what what are we doing here so and like standing up with enthusiasm hopping off the bench oh, yeah. you know, and all that kind of stuff yeah, he's you know, which is like up and which, which i love have- but yeah, he, he's not
2: that hurt, right? And I'll know. and I'll also say that um, if there's one player on this team that isn't going to be held out for some garbage reason, uh, you know, at least on his own terms, it's going
1: to be Cole. Like he yeah. wants to play. He's obviously a Hooper. You know, that's he said at that this point in the season.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah like
1: yeah, absolutely. I I could understand, it, and I hope the the players on the roster are convincing themselves that they still have a shot at like making the play in. Yeah, like if they they're giving up now. We have a much larger problem with with this roster than perhaps we thought. So those guys are very much thinking like, "Yo, we get Markel, we get Jai, we get Jalen back, and we get healthy. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna make a run at this thing." And they should and be thinking that way,
2: especially given the COVID stuff. You know, other right. teams are gonna be losing guys. Hopefully, we're about done with the COVID stuff, at least for the Magic. And so there's a chance we can make a run right at, especially because the schedule gets better. You know, turn the calendar beginning of January kind of stinks, but. Once you get into like middle of January, there's a chance there's a chance for something, and the more guys we have back by then, obviously the, the chances that, of that goes up. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that.
1: Yeah, I mean that's kind of actually was going to be my my next and last point here. So you know, talking about the week ahead. So Tuesday you're at home against the Bucks. Thursday you're at home against the Bucks. So it's our <laughs> second kind of you know almost mini series uh, with the Bucks yeah. this season. And who are healthy, Sunday, almost healthy now, by the way. You know, right. Giannis is back. It's going to be brutal. Right. And then Sunday, you're at the Celtics, who are also starting to get a little bit healthier as well. So, um, yeah, this week is going to be pretty rough. We can talk about our projections for the week, but uh, you're exactly right, Kevin. Like, you turn the, the, the page into the new year, and sure, you start with... Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, but then, you know, you're at Detroit, you've got a couple of games against Washington, then it's Charlotte, Dallas, Portland. You know, the, the schedule starts to lighten up, you know, just a little bit, and then even more so as we get into like February. So, this gauntlet, we we talked about this in August when the schedule came out. We've been talking about it since November and December were always going to be the the two toughest um, months. And going back since the start of November, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six wins. Uh, you know, basically over the course of of two months is what it's going to look like. So, not great, Kevin. Um, but like you said, it should start to lighten up a little bit. But this week, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Boston. Um, what's your projection for the Magic record this week? Yep. Ofer. Yeah,
2: Ofer, Ofer, baby. Yep, it's, it's hard to picture, you know, if Milwaukee, if this was Milwaukee last week, or two weeks ago, one or the other, I think we could steal one of those, but with Giannis back, they're looking healthy. They great on Christmas, by the way. Yep, against Boston. um, You know, I mean, maybe maybe we can go, you know, get that one against Boston next Sunday, you know, maybe by then we're a little healthier, you know, we, we got guys back, you know, hopefully a week from, you know, now, you know, we, we get Cole back, and. Bamba and uh you know maybe terrence i I don't know you know if we're healthy i think we got a chance if if the current roster plays all three of these games we're going over that's that's how oh yeah
1: definitely i mean they're still without brooke lopez but they even have dante di vincenzo back like you know he made his uh his debut on christmas so yeah um yeah uh, i'm i'm right there with you i think we're going over on the week hopefully we're able to turn the page into the new year we get markel fultz Hopefully, I'm. I'm. I. I can't stress enough how hopeful I am that you know Jonathan Isaac will make his return. You know, in January, if he doesn't, I might have to stay off of Magic Twitter for a few weeks because it it would be a, a complete and utter meltdown if he's not back at some point in January. Yeah, and it, rightfully so. I'll add. Yeah, rightfully so. I mean, at this point, you know, we are now basically 16 months from the the ACL tear. If we get into. You know, January, then we're, you know, 17 months in, we're like staring down a year and a half uh, for uh, for an injury return. So um, I don't know that my mental health in this season uh, could take that. So really um, need the magic to get healthy, Jonathan Isaac included. 100%. All right, Kevin. I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, any, any final thoughts? I have one final thought. Let's hear it. I'm going to keep it short. Shout out to
2: Dante Marcatelli. Stepping in, two games this week, both what seems like on short notice, especially today. He said he got the call or you know, Sunday got the call, seven thirty AM. He was gonna call the game today in Miami. And so shout out to him coming I off hope the they bench. Flim.
1: I hope he didn't have to make that drive. I don't know.
2: You know, coming off the bench, filling in for David Steele. Obviously, we want David Steele in that seat all the time until he's ready to retire. Um uh, but for the rest until of that eternity. Day, that's right. I hope he doesn't ever retire. But Shout out to Dante, stepping up. He did a great job, uh, and obviously, like I said, hope David you know comes back soon, although that was kind of weird, in a game, out of game, in a game, but we don't have to talk about that. But shout out to Dante. That's he's on the Cole say.
1: Anthony schedule now. Right, yeah. He only
2: calls games, I guess it would be the opposite. Yeah, he, well, never,
1: he's out when Cole's out. That's what yeah, I'm trying to say. Exactly. So, so. But anyway, shout out to Dante. That's my Definitely. last point. And shout out to the uh, Orlando Magic UK guys for uh, the little uh, Christmas uh, meme video that they put together. I got I to get good. out of that. That was good. It was. All right, folks, so that's going to do it. Uh, before we wrap up here, this is going to be our last episode of the year. This by far has been the best year yet for the show. We couldn't do it without you guys. People don't listen. There's no point in doing the show, but um, just it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it hasn't always been a great product on the floor, but the people that listen to this show, we know that you guys are the diehards. You guys are the one that you know watch the games every single night that come out. You know to you know draft lottery watch parties and Orlando Magic draft parties and everything like that. So we do this for you guys. Uh, we love our listeners. We love the the fan base and the community that we're building. And uh, you know hopefully 2022 and we believe 2022 is going to be the best year yet. It's going to be the best year yet for Orlando Magic basketball probably going to get another high pick in the draft and uh, next season should be the start get everyone back healthy you've got the roster of the future moving forward so really excited for what 2022 is going to bring not only for the team but for the podcast and the six man show really really appreciate you guys rocking with us Um, you know from the bottom of my heart really really uh, appreciate you guys a lot of fun doing the show and we can't do it without you guys so that's going to do it for us for 2021 Kevin Tucker, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next year. Peace. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five star rating and a review, it would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Sixman Man Show, and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!